Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Creamy. Crunchy. Food court. Food court. Court with Richard Blaze. Argue in the food court. Food court with Richard Blaze. Richard, it's nice to meet you. I've been watching you on my TV for years. Oh my gosh! And I've never had the pleasure of having your food. Oh my gosh! Well, so I'm bummed um, about that. You're you're not the only one. Thank you for the support and thanks for hanging out with us and in person. And this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, welcome to Food Court, a production of iHeartRadio. This is Food Court, and I am Richard Blaze. I've been a chef and judge all over TV, so I've decided to take it to the next level. Crystal, thank you for writing that in there. A shameless shout out to Next Level Chef, which got picked up for a season two. Yes. Which was just announced in the upfronts that it's going to premiere post-Super Bowl. The coveted post-Super Bowl slot. Sorry, I I, I feel like. That's usually reserved for friends and Cindy Crawford. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> the company that I want to keep. But now, besides doing that, I just bang on a gavel. Joining us today in the court, we have the host of podcasts like L is for Losers, a reality TV rundown, A Funny Feeling, a show about ghosts, and 90 Day Bay, about 90 Day Fiance, as well as writing for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Welcome to the food court. It's Marcy Jaro. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. So many accolades. So many accolades. I get really nervous around people as accomplished as both of you, to be oh, honest. Oh, don't you worry. Yeah. Don't oh, you okay, worry. Okay, don't, don't worry. But no. I watch you on TV and I'm like, this guy is far more accomplished oh. and respectable than I am. Oh, Absolutely. Will ever be. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not the case because I want to do all of the things that you're both doing. Listen, you're, you're there. You're, you're there. Like oh most of the way there. Neither like, of us you want to write on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. Let's reboot it. Oh, Let's look, do it. Neither <laughs> of us have a show that was just picked up for a second season. Oh. That's where we want to be right well, now. In, in all fairness, it's all, I mean, you, 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 but you've had things picked. So for me, getting picked up for season two was like, That's you know, the under hardest. level unlocked. Yes. I would say that, like, other than getting your show on the air, the second season is actually, like, I'd say 
just as hard or harder. Right? Yeah, any LA gutter rat can get greenlit for a season one, or at least a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you made it. You've made a lot of made it through a lot of different gates. You it, know? it is, and I'm, I'm happy to be there and happy to be here with you here to take down Marcy as an actor known for his roles on My Crazy Ex Girlfriend, Hot in Cleveland, True Blood, and many more. It's Michael McMillan. Hello, Woo. Michael. What is going on? Oh, not much. I'm just here. I'm, I feel weird taking you down today, Marcy, because don't you worry, should, you're not. I also I also co-host a paranormal podcast called Bigfoot Collectors Club, and we are sort of brother and sister podcasts, yes. and we've been on each other's shows a lot. We've traveled to do... Yeah, usually yeah. we're teaming up against the unexplained, but now yes. we're going <laughs> to go toe-to-toe. Well, odd fact, because I feel like we're vibing. I'm going to jump in here. You know, I, and again, I'm older. I'm older than both of you. But the moment when like you first encountered the internet, the first thing I ever punched in on a search was Bigfoot. Oh, that's great. Wow. Yeah, that just tells you where my, like where Birds I'm at, where my it, where my interests are. Yeah, well, do we have time to talk about Please. Bigfoot for a moment? Yes. Okay, what great. does he eat? Number one, yeah. <laughs> what do you Well, Bigfoot, first of all, oh boy. Also, can I, I mention this is it like oh no, is it Bigfoot or Sasquatch? Well, Bigfoot was the nickname that Westerners gave the Sasquatch in the 1950s, basically. So a bunch of lumberjacks started calling it Bigfoot, mm. but Sasquatch was the name that it existed from indigenous cultures years prior to that. So okay. it's, it's you can call it whatever you want. Okay, got it. Not yeah. Yeti, though. Totally different creature. Yeti is in Tibet, is in the Himalayas. You got Yowie in uh, Australia. So In Louisiana, they, it's the skunk ape. You got skunk ape down south. That's right. <laughs> so it depends on where you're at. But so I've impressed you, though, that my first internet search was... Yeah, I think that's great. Mine was comic books, of course. And then I remember, like... Because I was a, I'm a big comic book nerd. So I think it's all nerdy. Anybody who got on the internet first was looking for nerdy stuff. Oh, and God, I don't know. I remember printing out my first email because I didn't understand that you didn't have to <laughs> file it away and keep it. I was just like, I guess I got to read it this way, print. <laughs> oh, well, listen, I hate to j- jump in here and get a hot take from you, uh, but you're a comic book fan. I, I yeah. dabbled in comic books. Okay, all right. Um, How do you feel about the just the, 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 the film movie revolution of comic books I mean, in come on. There was a time when the only comic book stuff you... You would get when you were a kid was like the random Incredible Hulk like movie after TV movie after the series got canceled and then you'd be like oh this isn't the way I pictured Thor this isn't the way I pictured Daredevil now we're spoiled I mean people forget that comic book movies used to be uh, before Batman I mean you would get your Superman you would get your Batman but especially when it came to Marvel they were garbage Mm. and now we're just spoiled I think they're all at the level of like pretty good and people are kind of getting bored with it, but I they're all great. Spider-Man. Spider-Man was great. The Spider-Man, the, 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 the cartoon from the late 60s. Yes. Th- those were fantastic. Those were fun. Don't know them. Okay. I'm YouTube, a, I'm by a, the way, I'm not that old, but. <laughs> y- millennial woman here, yeah. so. <laughs> I'm a I'm a tail end Gen Xer, so I got I got some of that. So are stuff. you the type of person who's like watching uh, the latest Marvel saga and you're like. No, it didn't follow the right storyline. No, because typically the stuff that's going on with Disney Plus and all that stuff, you know, I don't work for any of these companies. So, God, I wish I would. That's true. (laughs) He's not saying anything. They're all, they're all, I mean, Moon Moon Knight switched some stuff up, but I thought they solved some problems that the comic books had. So, there it is. I think it's all really good. And we've just sort of been. And I'm available. Yeah, what C-list superhero have you not cast yet? Oh, I was thinking you'd be a waiter. <laughs> I, okay, so listen, because you're comedians and actors, right? And you know this business and I don't. I've been 
No, but I've been I've been reading a lot of like voiceover parts. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, but uh, should I'm I be jealous. concerned that no, I don't get the part. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't, don't get to don't, read them. So. Oh, I, I don't get the part. But they're all they're all like forty something year old quirky villain. Should I be concerned? Is this uh is this something I should be proud of? Right? You think that that's what? We're getting some heavy nods. What do you, I don't know. What do you think you should be yeah. going in Not, for? Well, that's the thing. Like what you are versus what people think you are right. is what I'm saying. And voices I don't, are so specific I, though because we we no longer can see all of this. So right, I so know. I'm just, well then, you also okay. Go jump in. I was going to say. I was going to say this though, business advice for you're, me. Here. You've appeared on TV a lot wearing like a uniform, you know, <sighs> and you have like a cool haircut. And typically, uniforms and cool haircuts tend to trend towards supervillain ah, in comics is. and on TV. So I think people are maybe going visually off like. Okay, we can make him a quirky. Yeah, it's villain. like he's a villain, but he also runs a pizza shop. Like that's exactly. generally yeah, yeah, what it's yeah. been. You're a te- look. You could go up against the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles right now. Oh, by the way, I mean, I'm th- we're just you're just walking into that, and we don't know each other. But like, I can't, I can't stand them. Like, I am their super villain. Oh, great. Uh, namely, because you, no one knows this, but my ugh, the Ninja Turtles just like ah. wait, we're getting some. You're getting dark, like deep, deep, dark, dark gossip here. right okay. here. What is this? My <laughs> second cookbook. Okay. Mm-hmm. It really just got under me, like crushing me on the Amazon charts. And and my second cookbook, so good, was outperformed by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza cookbook. Oh. And that bothers me so much because they're not chefs. Ghost Rider. Also, they're not doing their I own recipes. I feel like their heyday was definitely in the early 90s. Yeah. Too, <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. Ninja Turtles pizza cookbook R- beat Richard, me out. I can, I can relate to you. The only studio film I was ever a lead in was beat out by the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a movie the week it came out. So Okay, oh so then if I ask you which one you would like to be your boyfriend, you don't have a great answer or do you? Which one of the Ninja Turtles? Yeah, which one would you date? Which one is your boyfriend? Like, I can't stand any of them. So, okay, I mean, that'll be tough, but I'm going to get, I'm going to say Donatello. I think Donnie. Okay. You got to go yeah. with Donnie because he can fix things. He's reliable. Yeah. Leonardo's going to be too distracted with leading the mission. Michelangelo's completely irresponsible and unreliable. Raphael's is a f- boy, right? Yeah. Oh, can I say that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got <laughs> anger issues too. So hey, I, would, we I think like he got to go down Not to be too much of a chef, but in the pizza cookbook, Donatello throws a pizza peel on the end of his bow staff. And that's pretty genius. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that kind of works for me. Donatello, right? Yeah. Oh, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the bow staff's handy in the kitchen. You can stir a lot of and stuff. And if you want that. a zaddy, then it's a master splinter. Yeah, you go, go for splinter. Ooh, okay, so this is my last quote because it's not even going to make the cut. This will be like, what is it called when you have extra material? The bonus cut. Bonus content. All right. Patreon. So I'm, I'm doing these voiceovers. Mm-hmm. I have, of my success rate is really bad. Like I've, I've, I've gotten one out of like 20 things Buddy, that, I've read. that wait, is wait, fantastic. One, out of, one what? out of 20? One out of like 20. You I'm need wanting. to leave right now because you're talking to actors Richard? who like, okay. you need to unzip the, you need to unzip that baggage. You need to dump that stuff okay. out and you right. need to He's walk right out of here. He's going to be positive and I'm upset. <laughs> okay. So, so one, I should be happy, yes, happy with the special. That's a it win. Should be, you should be batting one out of a hundred as some, if you were. Okay, that, that's this, that's what that's I needed normal. to hear. I needed that's to hear normal. the metrics yeah. of like, because you hear like one out of you know, I was I was thinking it was one out of ten, but you're saying one out of hundred. Oh. So much, I feel so much better. Okay, yeah, yeah you're great. Here, so here's my second thing: when you're asked to do a, a voiceover, mm-hmm. and and they're, and they're like, please only do two reads. Do how do I approach? I've been doing this, and it's not it's not been great, really successful. One, my natural voice. Mm-hmm. Two, some sort of comical adaptation of my natural voice as to what I think the character is. Should I be doing that, or should it just be two totally made up voices? Should I how how should I approach only two reads for a voice? I think part? yeah, I think switching up like you're doing is yeah. great. Like play one straight, play one that's like this is me, Richard, doing this character, and right. then do one where you're like, here's here's let me show you my my range. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I love it. And then if you get notes, you just you, you adjust. You mm-hmm. got it. The, the 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 whole key with all this stuff with auditioning and all this stuff is just being able to like come in with two strong choices if they want. Just make them two strong choices. Mm. And then when they go, that was great. We don't want either of those. Give us something else. You just change on a dime and you give them a third strong choice out of nowhere. As a chef who's competed yes. on shows, you know how to do that. You know how to be spontaneous and switch it up in the moment. The problem is I don't have any range. Like my my second or third option in Rest in Peace is always Gilbert Gottfried or Jerry Seinfeld. And like that's... Well, that, I don't. You know what? That's gonna at least it gives you a second choice. <laughs> and now that Gilbert Godfrey's not a competition okay. anymore, all right. so. yeah. there we go. All right, now listen. Back to business here. The two of you have been in the comedy biz for a while. Um, let's talk about your favorite things. This is my favorite question on this pie. It really is. You know this, Crystal. Favorite things that you find on the crafty table. Ooh. How do you approach and tackle oh, the crafty table? This is great. Okay. Marcy, go first. <laughs> on Fridays oh, on I, Brooklyn Honestly, there's Nine-Nine. nothing I love to talk more about than crafty. <laughs> <laughs> on Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Fridays, it was Fritter Fridays, and they had this giant, like, like giant, this bigger than a pizza apple fritter, and it was amazing. And that was the the exciting thing on set on Fridays. Whew. Fritter Fridays, giant, Fritter Fridays, a baby. giant deep fried apple fritter. Oh, I like that. And every every so every Friday though was Fritter Friday. Yeah. It didn't change up, and it was a special thing that was made by craft because we had the same crafty oh. for you know yeah. years and stuff. So like it was special. Oh, you know, I love it. I love it. Okay, I don't know how you're going to top Fritter Fridays. Well, I can't honestly. I can't. But the thing you got to keep in mind is like crafty's really there for the crew. You know what I mean? So if it was just there for the actors. It would just be a lot of like kelp and, you know, <laughs> nuts and stuff. But like, that's the cool thing is like, I remember like on shows I've been on where they have like the donut case. True Blood had a great donut case every day. It was like one of those display cases that was just filled with pastries and donuts. And I, I would take a little tiny, not that I care, I'm a character actor, but I'd take a tiny little, tiny little bite of those. But my go-to is really peanut butter pretzels mm. peanut, and like Kirkland Kirkland trail mix. Nothing comes closer to like than respect. Respect. Kirkland trail mix. Total sidebar. But as a golfer, the Kirkland golf ball is a good golf ball. Just anything Kirkland. I think it's high quality. Why can't we all move to Kirkland? (laughs) The land of the Kirk. All right. So listen, Marcy, though, it's not Friday. So you don't have the fritter. So how like what the normal crap, the normal crap. Exactly. What do you stuff? Okay. For me, I also again, uh, I'm stuffing my pockets with all of it. Like I'm taking it home. I'm right. like if there's nine Lacroix in my trailer, they're all they're all they're coming, all coming back. with me. They're First time I was on set, I didn't really understand the rules, and I took like an entire box of Tic Tacs and just put it in my pocket. I was like, "Great!" Oh, <laughs> those aren't. Crafty was like, "You're not supposed to do <laughs> this that." Guy's weird. Yeah. Um, the Welch's fruit snacks. Oh yes, I love uh, those. Yeah. Yes, because also like I think on the on the like on the cover doesn't isn't like ninety nine percent real fruit. Yeah, there's something what, like really attractive about the, the 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 marketing to it. And it just is like the, they're the softest little. I love anything gummy, like a gummy bear. So like the softest version of it, so it doesn't even get stuck in your teeth. Mm. Mm. I always love it when they would bring out the surprise meal. Yes, like. Suddenly, there's like little Dixie cups of tomato soup and little tiny grilled that's cheese sandwiches. Where they get to show their flair. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like everyone else on set, they're doing something, but there's a bigger dream there. Yeah. So, like, yeah. the crafty chef is yeah. like just dying to give you the cucumber soup. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just, oh, listen, suddenly, I'm, suddenly you're at like a fun cocktail party where there's someone literally like there's waiters coming around handing you a tray full of tiny little food. And, and it is, it's always the best. You've time. already talked about like the food truck gift that happens. Like a couple times a week, 
So, like, on our show, the writer, if it was your episode that you wrote, you were responsible for, like, a food truck one day. And as a, as a lower-level writer, I was like, how expensive is that going to be? <laughs> uh, I don't, it's not like I'm making 10 grand an episode, you know what I mean? So, I get a weekly rate. Um, but I, I got the beignet truck. There you go. But it is, like, a fun thing. I think the best one is Mama Misubi, uh, the rice balls. Oh, oh yeah. But you have, like, you start um, being like, this is a scrambling. good food truck, this is a bad food truck, or, like, you know, it's like that's, a— I mean, are you up for the added pressure, though, of having to, like, make everyone happy? Like, I feel like that's added pressure. You're also, you're writing, you're acting, and now all of a sudden luckily, you're determining what's for lunch. Luckily, we have someone being like, people really like this, and you're like, you really like this, but that's fine. Because <laughs> they've been doing it for years, so they're like, oh, this is a good one. Like, no one was like, when you got the beignet truck, they're like, we already have Fritter Fridays. <laughs> No, they're looking for sugar every day of the week. That's true. That's I love true. that you stuck with your Southern roots. I had to. Yeah. There it is. Speaking it of cheap. Southern roots. So, Marcy, talk to me about like your favorite comfort foods. As soon as it gets warm, even now, I start wanting seafood. And that's it's, that's just like, it's a Pavlovian thing where it gets a little hot out and I definitely want like crawfish and shrimp and that's just how it is. And, and so, but when I was young, God... I love mac and cheese, though. Mm. I called my mom Macaroni Marilyn. That's how much I liked it. I would, like, bang on the table and be like, Macaroni Marilyn, Macaroni Marilyn. She was just a macaroni dispenser (laughs) in your eyes. Yes, you make it now. (laughs) Also, I think you created a food truck just now. Macaroni Marilyn. Yes. That's got to move around here. We got to do that. It's just box. Okay, Uh, and where'd where'd you grow up? Louisiana. Okay. So, I mean, like, maybe, maybe I could argue, we could argue, it would be a totally different serious podcast, that it's the only true American food is Southern food. And then when you get into Louisiana, that that is like, oh. Specifically Cajun food, too. Right. It comes from all over the place, but like, and ends up creating like a truly authentic, very regional food. I mean, a very funny thing that I ordered when we would go to restaurants, because we had friends who owned restaurants, and I would always order crab meat au gratin. That was like my dish. Oh, it's the best. What a funny thing Ooh. for a seven-year-old to order, though. I'll have the crab meat au gratin. I love it, too, because it also goes against a lot of, like, classical European food, cheese with seafood, right? I'm assuming there's cheese in the gratin? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is, like, in Italy, like, a very big faux pas. Like, yeah. no, Stanley Tucci would freak out, probably. You can't mix cheese and seafood in Italy? You're not supposed to, but I disagree with it. Like, whatever tastes good, tastes good. And I, yeah. I love Parmesan over linguine and clams, so, like, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm an outlier when it, come, when it comes to that. Michael, what about you growing up? Foods? I, I grew up in Kansas City. I... Kansas. Oh, I'm from Overland Park, Kansas. I'm from Olathe, Kansas. So we're we're neighbors. Oh, wow. What? Sorry. What school district did you go to? I went to Shawnee Mission West. I was a Blue Valley kid. Mm. Okay, got it. Shawnee Mission kids were cooler. I'll give you that. So I ate a lot. My mom actually, her home cooking was from a Southern tradition. Her grandma taught her how they were originally from like Georgia and the South and eventually moved up. So I got a lot of like. I don't know if this is specific. It's not like Louisiana cuisine, but we had a lot of like chicken fried steak. We had grits. We had so a lot of meat and potato stuff, but it was like a little richer and a little yummier. Lots of cornbread. In fact, Mm. when I went to New Orleans for the first time and ate at some places, I was like, oh, this is like the food I ate growing up, but better. Sorry, mom. Just saying it had a little bit more of that flair. But the big, the big family comfort dish was the meatballs and sauce recipe that we got from my great aunt Virginia's husband, uncle Bill. Mm. He was Italian and we inherited his family recipe 
That's the one we cook every Christmas Eve. I just started making it during the pandemic because I had my own, you know, my first Christmas alone. And I was like, well, I'm going to make the meatballs and sauce. I'm going to see if I can do this. So my sister and my mom taught me how to do it. I, it's it's the ultimate Se- secret food. recipe. Or are we going to get Uncle Bill's uh, meatball and sauce we'll talk, recipe? We'll talk off, off air. All right. I have a question specifically. Obviously though. a lot of barbecue too. But, yeah. But, no, uh, my grandmother put grape jelly in her meat sauce. One, respect. And she's ready for any reality TV competition show, right? Because like she will not be surprised. Yeah. You have to use grape jelly and tomato sauce. and so I, like, can see, I can see how that works. Because people, yeah. people put sugar. Some people put sugar in there. Yeah. Wine has sugar, exactly. So, although again, if you're not putting cheese in your seafood, you're not putting grape jelly in your to- in your tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, but true. I'm all for it. We I'm should have done it. potatoes au gratin versus uh, what? Did, what was it? Crab? What would you like? Cra- crab. Yeah, crab. because yeah. I'm a big potatoes au gratin boy. Oh, yeah, I love those. <laughs> you are a big potatoes au gratin boy. Midwest. Bible Bell, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah cheese potatoes. potatoes. Mm. There it is. Also, Kansas City, Kansas barbecue. Yeah. I think I, I think uh, people from Texas, everyone and North Carolina, everyone else best. will disagree. But sloppy sweet barbecue yeah. sauce is where it's, it's, it, at. it's the best. Yes. My uncle perfected it. He used to smoke his own ribs. They were amazing, and he had the best sauce. That mm. was mm. a mix between Casey and a little bit of Carolina inspired. Amazing. But, uh, and yeah. if you want uh, Richard Blaze's take on Kansas City barbecue, you can go to threshersauce.com where you can get Richard Blaze's tamarind and coffee barbecue sauce inspired oh. by the great barbecue sauces of Kansas. Oh. That is how you self-promote sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the shipping is more than the bottle of sauce. I apologize for that. It's tough times. Out of your... Out All of right. Your... We're having so, so much fun. Marcy, sum up the case that you've brought to the food court. It's going to get serious now mm-hmm. in a sentence or so. Okay. Both of ours or just mine? Just yours. Okay. I am going to be arguing that popcorn shrimp are great appetizer. Mm. They are a great meal. You can make a lot of things with them. And that's all I'm going to say. Popcorn shrimp. I did not know we would come to a day, episode 40, 41, 42, wherever we're at, that we would get to popcorn shrimp. I like it. Who doesn't love popcorn shrimp? Maybe Michael. Well, look, popcorn shrimp is fine. We all agree people enjoy it. But nothing's more novel and more fun than popcorn chicken. Oh. Okay. It took what popcorn shrimp tried to do and it perfected it. Huh, interesting. I also love that we got these origin stories from Louisiana and 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 and, and Kansas and Kansas. Yes. Like that Chicken is Chicken are the shrimp of the prairie. There it is. <laughs> it's a popcorn debate. I did not know it was going to get so specific in the food court, but it makes sense. Marcy's from Louisiana, Michael defending the heartland That's there. Right. But before we get into your arguments here in my court, very much like in a serious courtroom, as we all know, who presents first is determined by a trivia contest. Ooh. So Boy. let's see what sound effects we'll be using. Marcy. Oh, it's the classic doorbell. A bunch of dogs just barked. <laughs> I love I love it. Michael, your sound will be the clown car. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Very, very appropriate. Question one, it's multiple choice. In the movie Forrest Gump, Bubba lists off a bunch of different ways you can make shrimp. How many different ways did he explain? A, 42, B, 17, C, 21. Okay, that's going to be Michael. I'm going with 42, baby. 42 is not the correct answer, Michael. There's two answers left. You got to get it right. Say it again. The answers are A, 42, B, 17, or C, 21. 21? The answer is 21. Marcy gets a point on a board. Do you know what's what's really sad? 
I worked at Bubba Gumstrap. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. That's the follow-up podcast right there. I want to know. You know how many times I've walked by it in Times Square and just really wanted to go in? That's but was the like one a I little... worked at. Yeah. Did you? Mm-hmm. It was awful. You we were mere steps oh away gosh. from Marcy that entire time. I know. I was standing out there like, I could, but like, I don't know. Like, I'm a chef. Should I? But I always wanted to. You should always try. And there had to be like a thousand people in there all the time, right? Pretty much. I mean, lunch shift, not as much. I never got good tables. I was a terrible waitress. But <laughs> but yeah, at night, so many people. I bet. I bet. Is it filled with memorabilia and, and stuff for it? Yeah. It has a, and we there's trivia that you have to do and there's like these these license plates. One says run forest run, which means just keep going. The other one says stop forest stop. And at and we're only allowed to walk in one direction in the restaurant. It has to be oh. like in a loop. So if any, if you, at any time you see the stop for a stop, you have to stop and even if it's not your table to be like, what can I get for you? What's going on? You know? Oh, oh I kind of like that. Did yeah. the servers all wear metal leg braces? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All. And had to run back and forth <laughs> from the kitchen? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For days on at end? Never stop? <laughs> Never stop. 21 different ways, which feels like 100, but it's notable that popcorn shrimp was not included because this tasty delicacy wasn't created until 1974. Wow. And I'm sure the writers researched that, right? Like for continuity or is that just I'm lucky? I'm sure they did. You think so? I bet Tom Hanks heard Wait, it. What and year was, like, uh-uh. was the Vietnam War? Well, that was in the 60s and 70s. I'm, I'm really it was took a more than there. one year, sadly. Yeah. Why didn't they have... Forrest invent popcorn shrimp. That seems like one of the things he would have done in that movie. Someone could have got mad. You're like, you can't cut them up. And he's like, I got an idea. Yeah, (laughs) That's all he did was create trends. How far are we away from seeing a redo of Forrest Gump? You know, like we're seeing redos of everything. Closer than you think. It's going to be like a 10-part miniseries on Paramount+. Plus. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. But we'll, shut, there's gonna, shut up hey, right I now. Hope I, I hope shut I, up I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, I'm believing you right agent. now. <laughs> we're going to put, sorry, we're co-signing on this one, and we're going to put a whole episode where he creates popcorn shrimp. <laughs> I believe you. Marcy, you're up 1-0. Question two, here we go. Through the years, many unexpected people have played Colonel Sanders, the beloved KFC spokesman, but only one woman has had the honor. Name the woman. Okay, that is Michael again. Reba McIntyre. Country music singer Reba McIntyre. The first cryborg to play him was, of course, Cyborg. Cyborg. (laughs) Cryborg. It's a very sad robot. (laughs) 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 Please leave that. Why was I made? (laughs) Come on, Cryborg is a whole good spinoff now. (laughs) Ten part miniseries coming (sighs) to Paramount Plus from Marcy Jaro and Michael McMillan. Cryborg was Robocop. Colonel Sanders as well. I cannot believe Robocop was a cryborg. He was a very sad <laughs> robot and policeman. All right. So where are we at, Crystal? It's uh, easy to count. One and one apiece. Question three. This will determine who wins the trivia round. It's multiple choice. Once popped, popcorn is considered to have two shapes. One is the snowflake and the other is A, flower, B, mushroom, C, bonnet. That is Marcy. Mushroom? Ooh, mushroom. Ooh. Mushroom is correct. What? Wow. Marcy. You would have wanted it anyway because I would have gone with flower. I mean, what's I, a snowflake if not the flower shape, right? Oh, I loved it. I loved, and, the, and I love the logic wait, wait, behind wait. it. Wait, snowflakes and flowers are not shaped the same. Right, but they would have like kind of like the petal. Sure. Kind of. All right. I'll give it to you. You were right. How, I have no leg to yeah, stand on. Yeah, shut up. I feel like <laughs> all three of them are pretty close. Marcy, that means that you have one. You get to determine who will present first. Their argument for popcorn shrimp uh, or popcorn chicken. You're gonna be the away team. You're gonna you're gonna be the home team. Who's gonna present first? 
Michael's going to present first. Good gosh. What an emotional roller coaster I've been on. (laughs) You wanted to present first? No. Okay. All right. Sure. Michael, you get to present first. You're going to let us know why popcorn chicken rules. But first, a quick break. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We are back in the debate. Popcorn shrimp versus popcorn chicken. Michael McMillan, you're going to let us know why popcorn chicken is amazing. To recap, we got shrimp versus chicken. And the way this works is that each of you will have three minutes to state your case. During this three minutes, you need to lay out your case and not focus on your opponents. This isn't your time to go negative, go low. That comes okay. later in the rebuttal. Does this make sense? Yes. Got it. Yes. All right. Here we go. The you stopwatch. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> The stopwatch is sent to three minutes. Michael's going to let us know why popcorn chicken is awesome. Your three minutes starts now. Okay. Well, first of all, here's the thing. Popcorn chicken is amazing because it takes something that was big and it shrunk it down to nugget size and then shrunk it even down further. So it is the most novel version of chicken you can get. It's very portable. You can put it in a pocket. You can put it in a little cup. You can bring it into a movie theater and eat it like regular popcorn, and no one's going to complain about the smell. Think about all the sauces you can dip popcorn chicken in. You got your honey mustard. You got your barbecue. You got your ranch. You got your sweet and sour. You can mix it up. and It's kind of like portable Chinese food in that way. It's like General Tso's. 
It's like other Chinese foods that I can't think of off the top of my head. Speaking of origins in KFC, it was created originally by Kentucky Fried Chicken. So we know where the origins are from. There was no Forrest Gump involved. And it's a 90s food. So all of you millennials out there who are very excited about the 90s and who are feeling nostalgic, you can't get more nostalgic than you can with popcorn chicken. Also, who doesn't love chicken? Everybody loves chicken. It is a universal food. It immediately brings you back home. It makes you think about mom or grandma or going out and having a picnic. It's one of the most delicious foods ever. And finally, it's in the perfect portion bite size piece. Okay. Well stated, quick. Lots of, lots of, and listen, who, who doesn't love chicken? That is something. Ah, can you put it in your pocket or would you? You can. Would, would you want, have you? I have I put popcorn chicken in my pocket. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yes, um, I have. And, and, and listen, great. we're not talking about popcorn chicken, but then when it comes to tendies versus nugs, <laughs> where are you going? I think you got to go with nuggies. Per, personal preference, though, for me is tendies. I mean, I I enjoy, but but I think I think nuggies beats tendies. I think I I think I'm I'm a weirdo in that sense. Okay, and 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 popcorn can be just little tiny little bits it's of tiny tendies. nuggies. It's nuggies great. Tends. You can top you could top popcorn chicken on tendies, mm. and then you got a real treat. There we go. Uh, variety being one of the main points that you hit right there. That it, it works well with every sauce. So Everyone much loves it. It's the popular choice. And Let's, you could toss it in rice if you wanted to, and you have a whole other dish. And you got, and it's, and it's. Look at that. We're, and we continue to go. The court will have to strike that last statement because it was said outside of time. So, Thank Marcy, you. Well, I said Chinese food, and I said General Tso's, and usually there's rice involved with that. I'm so uh, the, the, the court will take it into account. Michael. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mar Marcy. You have three minutes now to let us know why it's really the only the only popcorn that there is is popcorn shrimp. Great. Three minutes. Your time starts now. Well, I love Michael's whole argument of why popcorn chicken is great. And you know what's crazy? All of those apply to the shrimp. Every single thing he listed, the shrimp can also do. But you know what else? Can you think of another popcorn material that is used on top of so many other cuisines? You can find sushi with fried shrimp on top of it, popcorn shrimp. You can find a fish that has a, a cream sauce that has popcorn shrimp on top of it. You can put it in a po' boy. There's so many things that you can do in addition to just snacking on some delicious, very tender to bite shrimp. You can just do so much with it. I don't even know what you couldn't do with it. And here's the thing. Who doesn't like chicken? Pescatarians don't like chicken. So we've reached a broader audience of people who can even enjoy this. So there's a lot of reasons to like popcorn shrimp. And the biggest one is they are delicious. <laughs> and, you know, you can get them a little spicy, why too. Are they, why are they? I was sure they're spicy. Okay, yeah, why little, are they delicious? There's okay. Well, I do like the, the like, Truly, like, very tenderness. I like a softer food. I don't know if you heard that about me. I like a gummy softer food. It's well known. It's very well known. Everybody who knows me is talking about it in the streets. So it is softer. And then, yeah, like I said, there's a spice. Also, look, if you go right around the corner from where we are, you can go to Popeye's. And you can try both for yourself. And are they paying me? No. But I do actually like them a lot. Um, I don't know what else to say. I feel like they speak for themselves. Go out and try some popcorn shrimp today. <laughs> 
All right. Very succinct arguments. I love it. Popcorn shrimp versus popcorn chicken. We know now why you love it. Now we need to know why your opponent is so wrong. Okay. Why your opponent is so wrong. Michael, are you ready for the rebuttal? I do. I have my first rebuttal that I would like to bring up immediately. Ooh, you'll, okay. you'll have you'll have two minutes. Okay, great. Chomping um, at the bit yeah. here. Great. Is there something that you want to decide, Bart, with the with the nope, nope, I'll, Okay, I'll fold it in. You'll fold it in. Okay, Michael, your time starts now. Okay, so despite her argument about pescatarians versus chicken, here's the thing. A lot of people are allergic to shellfish. A lot of people have allergies to shrimp, okay? Chicken is the safer choice. And if you're going to put out a bowl of popcorn chicken next to a bowl of popcorn shrimp, you don't want to injure anybody, right? You don't want anyone to get sick. They could mistake that popcorn chicken our popcorn shrimp for popcorn chicken and get sick. So it's safer to put out just the popcorn chicken. Let's also talk about trying to get your kids to eat. You think kids are going to want to eat a bunch of weird seafood pieces? No, they want what they know. They want nuggies, but they want tiny nuggies. They want popcorn chicken. It's more familiar. It's safer. It's kid friendly. They, they're going to want to eat that. All right. That's basically all I got to say. <laughs> you so, got a minute, Michael. You got a minute here. I mean, at this point, you could continue the argument. I would argue that every, your own I, work. Would, I would argue that everything that that popcorn shrimp goes with popcorn chicken goes with better. You can make a if you can make a popcorn shrimp if you can make a po' boy, you can make a po' boy with popcorn chicken, and that's going to be even more novel. It's going to be fun because it's like a fried chicken sandwich, but it's sort of like a po' boy. That's very that's inventive. All right. A chicken po' boy. Is yeah, that chicken po' okay. boy. Okay. Right. okay, that's your argument. Not your time to speak. <laughs> All right. Michael, rest his case. There it is. Popcorn chicken. Pocket-sized and the safer choice. <laughs> do you want to injure anyone at your next party? No, of course no one wants to injure anyone. Marcy, what do you have to say to that? You got two minutes and your time starts now. I don't even need to have a rebuttal for, for some of this, oh though. I will say, look... Sure, people are allergic to shellfish, but I also actually do know people allergic to chicken, too, if you can believe it. One of my coworkers on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Jeff Topolsky, shout out, allergic to chicken. My cat, allergic to chicken. <laughs> so I don't know that it's any more dangerous in that way. Um, look, you didn't even know about the people that you're killing every single day, <laughs> did you? Here's I'm going to like even just take it away from the popcorn chicken for a moment. Michael had notes and he had visual aids on his phone that he was using to make his argument. And I'm just personally going after him. <laughs> I saw the popcorn chicken picture you had on your phone, Michael. The court does not have a problem with this. Yes. Yeah, so uh, also here's some other issues I have with Michael McMillan. <laughs> Wait a Let it loose. I'm just going for it. No, I, I want to say as someone from Louisiana, you saying that people can have a popcorn chicken po'boy is actually offensive. It's wrong-minded. I don't, I, I know you're trying to make a point, but there are people, there are feelings and emotions involved here. You can't just go running your mouth like that. And I just want to say that ultimately popcorn chicken is just chicken tenders cut into smaller bites. It is just, I don't know, like I said, a harder to chew version of a chicken nugget. <laughs> there it is. The rebuttals almost getting personal. Oh, they got it. Almost getting personal. Uh, the court Your Honor, may I approach the bench, please, uh, and we, show my notes? First of all, this court allows notes and visual props and aids and assistance and whatever you want to bring okay, to this great. court. Uh, but I'll, I would like to see the visual I'll as have, evidence. Uh, Crystal, bring this into play. Uh, I'll, this have, is, I'll have 
I'll have my rival read yeah. these notes aloud, I please. I saw Can you a read? picture of popcorn chicken. I will chicken. present that picture as uh, well. Can you read these more notes? More novel from the 90s. Uh, okay. well, Those are my only notes. I, may I see, may you approach, yes. approach the bench? Approach which the bench, is, Your Honor. Yeah. The notes, so everyone is, is fulfilled. This is entered as evidence 1A Where now. Where did I see that picture? Uh, it says, popcorn chicken, more novel from the 90s. Those are all of the notes. <laughs> Great. Okay. And <laughs> which, if, by the way, I have like a thousand notes like that in my notes on my phone. We all do, right? It's like you started with notes. And I just like, want to say, if we're talking about advantage here, uh, Your Honor, here's evidence B. My other evidence B A now is a picture of gen- a KFC popcorn chicken. All right, so those have been you had put a in Wiki- the play. It's a Wikipedia page. Uh, look to how be long more it is. Clear. It's very short. It's getting tight. It's getting again. We need a ballot for season three here for sure. <laughs> Both of you have a real talent for dragging out an argument and and uh, maybe not persuading me all the way through. I have no idea how I'm gonna uh, uh, come in on the verdict but that's here. It. I don't get to have another rebuttal. <sighs> so I'm gonna go retire to my chambers. You both will have 60 seconds when I return. But first, a quick break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Saying the Wikipedia entry for popcorn chicken is very short doesn't help your case. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Like they practically never write about it. (laughs) All right, we are back in the food court today, where we can have the producer argue against my case as well. I'm saying you should shush because you're hurting your case. I'm gonna look up. I'm your lawyer now. I'm saying shush. There's only one judge in this courtroom, everyone, and it is me. The, honor, the Honorable Richard Blaze presiding here over the case of popcorn shrimp versus popcorn chicken. I have to be honest. I mean, there's, there's, there, it, it's safe versus spicy, kind of, right? It's, 
Maybe there's a textural difference, but this is a tough one to break down as a judge. So I'm going to give both of you 60 more seconds to really try and persuade me towards your side because we need to know something. This court needs to know. I need to know a little bit more about flavor, about texture, about why it's better, why why it's the better flavor. That's really going to help me here. Marcy, you can go first. I'm just going to say that there is no other way you're going to eat shrimp that's going to taste like popcorn shrimp. And you can't say the same about popcorn chicken, that it's going to taste that same way if you have it in a tender or a nugget or whatever. But the way that they use the cornmeal and the flour on the popcorn shrimp, it just gives it some extra crunch and a spice. And then, like I said, the tenderness on the inside, if you want to play it safe, eat your chicken. But if you want an adventure and you want something authentic, popcorn shrimp Mm. is where it's at. Marcy resting her case there with a really, really strong final 67 seconds. Michael, you have 60 seconds. Okay, great. Here's what I'm going to say. I think that the popcorn chicken actually perfects fried chicken in a sense that it gives you, everyone loves the crispy, crunchy part. That's what everybody wants. And you get more crispy, crunchy part with each Mm. bite of popcorn chicken than you would with a leg of fried chicken or a fried chicken breast. The ratio from fried crunchy deliciousness to chicken is very evenly spread. Also, let's think about the flavor in this sense. We know what we can do with popcorn shrimp. I I insult an entire like state of people and I apologize, but there's a lot of opportunity for invention with popcorn chicken. It hasn't been around as long, so you can take a big risk. Let's see that fried chicken po' boy and let's see it beat an, uh, an actual po' boy with your new inventive recipe. Let's, let's, let's change some minds with popcorn chicken. There it is, coming in at 60 seconds. Marcy, you, uh, the court will allow you to, you got to get something off here. I, I can tell you. I have to say, the best part of fried chicken is the skin, and you don't get that in popcorn chicken. Mm. That was a crazy thing for you to bring up, mm. and I hope you guys could edit it out. Okay. I have to say that the that was outside of the 60 seconds. I cannot use the last statement from you, Marcy, but this court has had a long time to consider this verdict. I mean, 11 or 13 seconds, something like that. <laughs> the first, a really, really tough case. When you get into these specifics, popcorn shrimp versus popcorn chicken, one's potentially safer, one's spicier, one's a little bit more open to a variety of sauces, but can you use those same sauces with chicken with shrimp? You know, one's uh, involved a popcorn shrimp at the classic po' boy, but can you not reinvent it and be more creative with popcorn chicken? So much to consider that this court has made this tough decision. It's really, really close. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to something that should be important in all food court episodes, and that is flavor. This court will side with popcorn shrimp. I knew it. When he said flavor, I was like, gotta be shrimp. I'd like to appeal, please. (laughs) You can appeal to the higher court and the new host that might be coming in for season four, (laughs) who could be totally much more uh, liberal in his food judgments than me. Listen, you don't stand a chance against a passionate woman from Louisiana (laughs) when it comes to popcorn shrimp. And and in this case, I think what did it is shrimp does have a, a little bit more flavor than chicken. And it really came down to the end there where Marcy talked about the corn meal and the flour and we got into the ratios of texture outside of that it's pretty 
it was pretty even all the way through. I should have said cornmeal and texture. I would have won this. Had Don't it in know the bag. that they put cornmeal on popcorn shrimp, though. <laughs> I, I think I, you, you do, though. And it, I mean, and no it, popcorn chicken is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. true. But yeah. but you could. And that's Michael's point. Why not? You could do whatever you want. Hey, guys, what about this? Popcorn shrimp or coconut shrimp? Coconut oh. shrimp. Ooh. Coconut shrimp. We, look at, and look at that. You've already pitched your return to food. Well, here's the thing. Shrimp is so good. Because shrimp co- is the best. But we we just said coconut shrimp over popcorn shrimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, my grandmother would be so happy right now. My restaurant in Florida was so happy that you said that. There we go. Thanks for listening to Food Court with Richard Blaze. That's me. For more Marcy, you can check out our podcast. L is for losers, a funny feeling, and 90 Day Bay. You can also catch her in the movie The Lost City on Twitter at Marcy Lane and on Instagram at Marcy Lane 2. You can get more Michael on the podcasts, Slate Your Name, and Bigfoot Collectors Club, which I'm hoping to make an appearance on at some point. Absolutely. And at McMills with two L's and two Z's across social media. Listen, audience, what do you think? This one was tough. I mean, can you blame me? Popcorn shrimp, popcorn chicken, they're so similar, yet entirely different. Did I get it right? Did I get it wrong? I know that you're going to tell me all about it. Let me know at the Food Court Pod on Instagram and at Richard Blaze across social media. Food Court is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm Richard Blaze. My producer is Crystal Batmahi. Food Court was created by Christopher Hasiotis. The rest of my Food Court clerks are Jonathan Dressler, David Wasserman, and Jasmine Blaze. The theme song is by Jason Neesmith. Man, I love that theme song. It should just play as my phone ring. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.